how do you bounce back from an interview that you completely and utterly botched? Well, that's what we're going to talk about in this video, so stick around. In this video, we're talking about ways that you can try to bounce back from an interview that didn't go so well. Sometimes you will, and that's great. Sometimes you won't, and that's okay, because at least we'll be able to find those teachable moments, which is the silver lining in any type of failure, because ultimately we find feedback from failure. Are you with me? We're all going to be having these types of experiences and we might as well learn from them. Our goal here is twofold. We want to find the teachable moments in the problem of not interviewing the way we wanted. And two, we want to try to recover from that horrible interview. I also do want you to be aware of the fact that sometimes we might be overly critical of ourselves. So we might come out of an interview thinking that we completely messed it up, that we didn't perform the way we would have liked, that it didn't truly reflect our skills, our ability, our background. But it's not always the case, not from the hiring manager's perspective. So just make sure that you're not being overly critical of yourself because what's done is done. And also there's no use in worrying about it afterwards. What we're trying to do here is not to worry because again, we've already put the irons in the fire and now we have to wait. The ball's no longer in our court. Instead, we find what we can do to see if it's worth trying to have another interview or if, if that's just a done deal. And while it might not always be the case of bouncing back from that interview, it's worth a shot. You might as well try, especially if it means a lot to you and depending on how badly, truly badly you did in that interview. But otherwise, don't make mountains out of molehills and just approach it with a growth mindset. So perfectionists out there, I see you. Don't obsess over this. Don't be too critical because that's not going to help anyone's case. And it's especially going to make you feel even worse than you already do. And you might not even have a reason to feel that way. So this is what we do. We have three strategies that you can use right away. So let's say you had an interview, didn't go so well. What do you do about it? Well, let's talk about that. Are you ready? Sometimes it'll be crystal clear that you didn't do your best. Maybe you went in there with a fever. You were totally under the weather. Maybe there was some other external factor that distracted you and detracted from your ability to perform the way you wanted. So in that situation, you are going to benefit from these three strategies to see if there's any way of salvaging the interview that you just had that really didn't go well. So in that crystal clear scenario of a truly botched interview, you can fall back on these three strategies. Let's jump right into it. Number one, reflection. After you've done the interview, you walked out of the interview room, take some time to pause. Don't think about the interview. Don't ruminate over what you did wrong, what you could have done differently. And ultimately, do not worry about it that is not going to help your case. Instead, it's just going to make you even more flustered and upset. So we don't want to do that. So take some time away. And then once you come back, maybe a couple hours later, maybe the next day, you want to come back with a growth mindset, but also an objective perspective. So you could think of it as having an out-of-body experience. So you're approaching it from 
it's not really you. It's just maybe your body, but you're looking back on what you've done. And that way you can sort of distance yourself from the personal feeling of what you experienced. Hopefully that makes sense. Ultimately, what you're trying to do is just be objective. So you're not being subjective. You're not being critical of yourself. Instead, you're coming at it like from a teacher's point of view. You are your teacher in this case. So what does this look like? First of all, once you've created enough distance between the interview and this reflection, you sit down at your computer in front of your notebook and you create two columns. On one hand, you have things I did well. Yes, that's right. Even in a botched interview, there are things that you did well. And it's really important that we celebrate these little wins because we don't want to forget that we've done them and then miss out on repeating those little wins in the next interview, the next meeting. And we don't want to just focus on the negative because that is not constructive. In one column, you have things I've done well. And in the other column, you have areas for improvement. Now, in the areas for improvement, you want to make sure that you're not overstuffing that column. It shouldn't be so drastic of a difference. So for example, in the little wins, in the things I did well column, you have maybe two. And in the other column for needs improvement, you have 10. You want to have more even distribution, maybe a few more for needs improvement, but don't go crazy. It's not going to be effective because ultimately you're just going to get discouraged by what you see there. And it's not realistic to be able to keep all of those pointers in mind in your next interview. So instead, you have maybe three on one side, five on the other. I wouldn't go beyond seven because then it just becomes overwhelming and then it's a cognitive load on you. So we avoid that. Minimizing stress here, right, X-Learners? Okay, so you have your two columns. Now, look at what you've done and make sure that you are going to keep doing what you've done in future interviews. So maybe you made eye contact really well and you're happy about that. Maybe you didn't use fillers and you're really happy with yourself. Maybe you thought that you gave a really good elevator pitch. Maybe you sat up straight in the interview and your posture was really on point. These are the things that we can celebrate and that we want to keep doing. So don't forget those. Okay. In the next column, we look at things that we need to improve upon. So because you're looking at this from an objective standpoint, and you're not replaying the interview over and over, you're not replaying the points where you didn't answer it well enough, or you really messed up, or you embarrassed yourself, the list goes on, right? Instead, you're looking at it from a growth mindset so that you can really approach it from the lens of a teacher. What would the teacher tell you to do differently? So you're your own teacher here. And you're going through those points and you're saying, okay, well, I don't think that I really listened to the hiring manager as they were asking the questions because I was too busy thinking about what I would say, formulating my response. So that's something to be aware of. Maybe you felt like you didn't really give your proof of performance. You just listed things that you've done, but you didn't really have an anecdote or a story to back up your amazing qualifications. So in that case, that is something to consider doing 
in future interviews. This is hard to do at first because we take everything so personally and it's hard to distance ourselves from something that we actually experienced firsthand, especially if it didn't go the way we had hoped. But that is why I'm stressing here that try to be objective as best you can and don't be overly critical of yourself. So that is why with this strategy of reflection and the introspection, we're really focusing on three things. Celebrating the little wins. Remember that column of great job. And then the second thing we want to do here, we want to keep perspective. And lastly, we're looking for teachable moments. What can I learn from this experience? How can I grow? How can this make me become a better interviewer, a better communicator, right? So that's so much more constructive and healthy than saying, oh, I really messed that up. I can't believe I did that. I should have known better. I should have prepared more. That negative self-talk is not going to get you anywhere. So instead, we replace negative self-talk with this positive reflecting time. All right, so try those. I will link below a sample reflection so that you can see what it might look like for you. And of course, it will be different for you depending on the situation, depending on how that interview unfolded and what you did. Strategy number two, explain, don't excuse. Excuses are not the way to go about things, right? Because what's done is done. You're not trying to excuse yourself, but you do want to explain yourself in certain situations. Now, after the interview, it's good practice to send out that follow-up email, a thank you note, handwritten or emailed. And that might be an appropriate place to explain what went wrong. Maybe this is something that you can speak to because you simply were unwell when you took this interview. Maybe it could be something more covert where there's something else going on in your life that affected you and didn't allow you to perform the way that you would have liked. So if it is appropriate to voice these to the hiring manager, then do so. But again, you're not framing it as an excuse. That's really important because you have to keep it professional. Ultimately, this is a job interview for a potential role at a potential company. So you want to make sure that it is reflecting your professionalism. But ultimately here, what you're trying to get at is at hinting at possibly rescheduling asking them if they have time to meet with you again. And what you really want to get across here is your enthusiasm, your passion, and your commitment to this role, if that is true, obviously, right? So in the scenario where you didn't do well in the interview and you're also not that crazy about this role, then probably no need to do this strategy of explaining, not excusing. In that case, you'll just send a follow-up email thanking them, plain and simple. But we're approaching it from the perspective of you really wanting this job and you botched it, or so you think you did, and you want to see what their take was on it. Does that make sense? If you're in the position of requesting another meeting, then do so. There's no harm in asking. You might as well try. This strategy highlights our ability to have self-awareness, and to have the courage to admit to our failures, to ourself and to the hiring manager, the person who was involved. The last thing is finding the teachable moments. Strategy number three, find the teachable moments. As I said earlier, in every failure, there is feedback. 
That is why we need to have a growth mindset so that we're able to see those failures, those errors, those mistakes as things to learn from so that we don't repeat them in the future. And this is really important. So now you go back to strategy one, you look at areas for improvement and you say to yourself, what have I learned? What did this experience teach me? And you might even go so far as to write down what you learned or you can verbalize it aloud. Tell your friend, tell your spouse. But it's really important to have that perspective, that silver lining. Take these very important lessons you learned and apply them to future interviews, future meetings, future interpersonal scenarios where you might be in the spotlight. It'll also allow you to have more empathy not only for yourself, but for other people experiencing something similar. Please keep in mind, we're all works of art in progress. That is how we evolve. That is how we grow. And we're always in progress. We always will be. So it's really important to adopt a growth mindset so that you can have the ability to see failures that way. And knowing that just the way you are now is not fixed. You can grow. You can evolve. You can get better. This is a healthy way of approaching communication conundrums, especially in the context of an interview that was botched. So I hope that you try out these strategies, practice them, make them your own, and add them to that marvelous communication toolkit of yours that we're working on building up. Well, there you have it, Explorers. Three strategies to help you bounce back, do the damage control that you need, because ultimately those failures are feedback. And that is what's going to serve you very well in your future communication scenarios. All right, Explorers, that's a wrap on this video. I hope that you enjoyed it. Give it a like. If you did, it means so much to us. We're so happy you're here. Thank you for choosing to spend time with us today. And make sure that you're subscribed so that we can see you in the next video right here on Exploring Communications. I'll catch you in my next video. Happy exploring.